Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And on this playback episode, flashback, playback, playback, remix, Be something back. or the other, we're reflecting back onto one of our earliest episodes ever. And in fact, we've been doing this for now for almost two years, right? Yeah, over yeah. two years, close to three. No, three years. No, the, July will be three years. Yeah. Some of our earliest episodes that we ever recorded, not the best recording or not the best quality. But some people probably don't go that far back in our catalog unless you want to go back that far. But one of the most infamous things that we ever talk about that I bring up on consistent interviews and stuff like that is my ranch, the family ranch that I grew up on when I was a kid. And the ranch that I experienced everything underneath the tree when it comes to paranormal. Except for the gnome that was here. But no, from, from cryptids, from, from ghosts, from possible demon things, from uh, an alien alien sighting, stuff like that. Everything happened to me there. And I've talked about it in different stories and ghost stories one through four. And not just myself has experienced things in the ranch. My family has, and even friends I've had over at certain times have experienced at this ranch. And we thought about going back to it, maybe reflecting on some old stories. But along with talking about the town that this ranch is in, my town that I grew up in back when I was in high school, well, say this, from elementary school to high school, I went in this town. So basically, I grew up in this town, the town of Blanco, Texas, which is about an hour north of San Antonio, Texas, about 30 minutes away from Spring Branch, where I mean, you live yeah. for a good period of time. Yeah, it's kind of it's it was considered a pit stop town for the longest time, which is true because there was only one stoplight in town. When I left, there was two. Uh, we got a lot of our first fast food, fast food places, I think. Oh my God, you, you what? almost said fat food. Fat food? Well, it's fat food. Uh, fast <laughs> food place um, ever, uh, which was Sonic, three years after I graduated. Everyone was excited about it. That's how fucking small this town was. You want to know how small this town was? My graduating class was 86 people, right? Some people, you know, have 86 friends within their high school class, right? My entire town population was 1,500. Yeah. I say tiny town. I say tiny town. Everybody knew everybody. But there are some... I'm going to go over some stories from the ranch. Uh, and plus, Megan is going to share a lot of haunting historical information of stuff that I don't even know about for Blanco. Now, I've heard things, but in my youth, I never was that concerned with the paranormal unless it was talked about my ranch. Otherwise, I really didn't ask anybody the ghost stories or what happened to the haunting stuff. But people would always ask me, hey, Isaac, was it true? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I would tell them one of my experiences and they always be freaked out. But. And I think it's also important to note the reason why another reason why we're doing this episode is because our Halloween episode this year, which is a little premature from now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little premature, but it's just so that everybody can listen to it and then we can also have it out there so that uh you guys know more of the backstory. So when we say we're going to this ranch, because um, we will for the we're going back to Texas to see family and we're definitely making it a pit stop there. Because of course, one of the things that I always say, especially in, in prior episodes Everybody has that, you know, regularly experiences the paranormal, has that one house that at some point during their life, 
that always had weird stuff. Not everybody, but majority of a lot of people that have experienced the paranormal has that one house that's just had an eerie vibe or whatever. And mine, well, my I've always had experiences at every house I've kind of lived at, but the most intense ones was at the Spring Branch house, which we did an episode on. So not only are we doing the Halloween episode, but we also thought it would be good to do Isaac's because the stories are kind of scattered amongst different episodes too. So to have it all coincide in one spot. I don't know what these accents are that keep coming out. Sorry. Apologize in advance. One of the earliest memories. Now I have a very early memory that's kind of brief, but it's not that important. One of the earliest memories I have of experiencing anything scary was with my brothers. I have two younger brothers. And I say younger, but they're like a year and a year and a half younger than me, so it's not that not that far. When we were kids, we were always told stories by our uncles, my dad's brothers and stuff like that, who lived on the ranch when they were young, about uh, this house that was on the other side of our property line under, behind uh, Bob Wire Fence. And it went basically an open field in this, this burnt-down building. It looked like a house, essentially, but... It was so far away, you can't really tell what it was. Now, we were told that a witch lives there when we were kids. My assumption when I was young was my uncles were telling me that so we don't go in there, right? Now, me and my brothers snuck underneath the fence and started walking toward this house thinking, you know, see what's inside. We don't get more than 30 yards away from the house and we hear, <laughs> like your typical cartoon witch laugh loud enough that all three of us heard it. And hauled ass back to the house. Like fucking jumped over the fence. Like, you know, like we're hurtling. (laughs) And the strange thing is, now that I think I thought back to it, it's like, wait, that could have been someone playing a joke on us. But the thing is, no one was out there. No one lived in the area where the house was. And no one was out in in the ranch area to even try to pull a joke like that. So that's what freaked me out when I thought about it later. Now, several years later, I think I was in high school. A freshman and Gabe was... Uh, my second youngest brother, my youngest brother, they were like middle school and it was summer and we were basically staying up late, nothing to do. And we decided, Hey, let's go get our video camera, which was one of those old nineties ones. You the big ones you carry on your shoulders. Let's go record at night and see if we can see anything at the, the house that we saw when we were younger. Right. So I think I, we went outside it was night. It's like maybe like one or two in the morning. Um, I think my youngest brother is handling the camera. So it's, worst quality in Blair Witch. And I, I think I picked up an axe and my brother picked up a machete because just in case we were running into anything, right? My second youngest brother was a little further down the road because you have to go down a dirt road. And if you imagine walking down a dirt road, the fence is to your left and then everything else ranch-wise is to your right. Big old opening, everything like that. So that fence to your left, across that fence is where that house is that we were told the wish lives and all that. Now, we're walking down the dirt road and my, my second youngest brother gets further ahead of me. And what's interesting about this area where the house is, is that there's a tree line area that's about a quarter of the way before it breaks into an opening area where you can see the house. So if you walk further, you're going to be, you're basically, your line of sight's blocked, the trees are blocking your line of sight until you get past them, then you can see the house on the other side of the fence. So my youngest, second youngest brother, he's farther down there. And me and my youngest brother are walking toward there. I remember I looked at the camera and I said something stupid. I can't remember, like something like, uh, this is going to be better than Blair Witch or some, some, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. a freshman in high school, whatever. And a second kid's brother is staring out into the field. And I go, Gabe, what's going on? And he just looks and points. And I 
get away, get down away so I could see what it is. And all I saw was a white figure, like a man, stand up from like the like he was kneeling in the tr- in the, the tall grass, stand up, turn around, and just walk off into the darkness and disappear. Which we all, of course, got freaked out. And my youngest brother, he didn't see nothing. And he's like, "What's going on? What's going on? Why are you running? Why are you running?" And I, me and Gabe were telling, him, "We saw a white guy out there. Oh my god, it was all pale like a ghost." Yeah, yeah. We didn't go out at night from then on. Now, something that didn't happen to me, but happened to my friend. In high school, I made friends with a couple of guys, and we uh, we were staying over at one of my friend's house, uh, my friend Steven's house, and my friend Matt was with us as well. And Steven asked me, hey, do you want to spend a night over? And it was Saturday, and I remember we had church the next day. Fun fact, at the time, I was playing in the praise band. It's kind of where I learned to play bass, but that's besides the point. I would say, no, I need to go home. And get my stuff, my and uh, right at least a change of clothes and my my stuff for the play because that's at the house. I was like, oh, I just take it back there. We'll go pick it up. We'll come back to the house. So I was like, okay, I can ask my mom too. So he takes me out there, and I've told both Matt and Stephen all my scary stories from the ranch. They know well of everything that's ever happened from everything that I've told on this podcast. Right? We're driving over there, and we get we park up to the house, and I noticed at my place the porch lights off, so it's just darkness out there. And I'm like, oh, I guess my mom forgot to turn the porch light on. And me and Steven get out. Mind you, I was riding uh, I was riding in the back, and, and Matt was riding shotgun. Of course, Steven was driving because it was his car. And we get out, and Matt's staying in the car. I'm like, you want to come in? I was like, oh, no, I'm fine out here. I was like, I looked at him, are you sure you want to stay out here? I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, are you sure? We both looked at him like that. I was like, all right. Because they know the stories, so we go inside. I remember I talked to my mom. I asked her, like, oh, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And I went to my, my room. I think my brother was in there playing guitar, and we just talked for maybe five minutes, maybe less. I got he well sorry Steven and my brother were talking for like maybe five minutes while I was packing out my stuff grabbed the bass and we just kind of went out and as we were walking out the door I remember oh horse light turned on let me turn it on so I'm not walking in darkness so I turned the light on and walked to the car and now we get back to the car and Matt is now in the back seat with a freaked out look on his face like what the hell is going on he's like he yells at us get in the car like what get in the fucking car right now like all right well dude and I remember I threw my stuff in the trunk we got in as we're driving away he tells us while we're in the house, no more than maybe 30 seconds while we're in the house, he hears like a, a hoof stomp, as he describes it, in the distance. And then it was right next to the car, which he looked around and freaked him out. He didn't see anything. And then it was off in the distance. Then next to the car. Then off in the distance. Then next to the car. And he was getting freaked out because he couldn't see anything. He kept looking around, kept looking around. Trying to see where it's coming from. Thinking it might be a horse or something walking around out here. He didn't see anything. And he started getting freaked out. So he jumped in the back seat so he could see everything at perfect. So nothing's behind him, essentially. He started getting freaked out to a point where he he jumped down underneath the seat. like So he can't know nothing can see him in case something is getting close. And while he's down there, he hears like a tink. Like a, a long claw scratching into the side of Steven's car. And he said he was about to start slamming the horn... When I turned the porch light on. When the porch light came on, it all stopped, and it was when we came out there, that's why he was all freaked out. And funny thing is, as he's telling the story, as we're driving back into town, because mind you, where my ranch lit was versus in town was about, I want to say about 10 miles out of town. So it was about maybe a 15-minute drive from from the ranch to in, in town. So I live went out in the boonies, essentially, right? No stoplights. Uh, no street lamps, right? Barely anybody lived out there, just wilderness and road. And as we're driving, all the deer, and you have, anyone who's lived in the country knows that you probably hit deer more than you would shoot them just driving out there. But all the deer were standing on the side of the road watching us drive by, not getting in front of, 
not running across the road like normal deer do. They were just standing and they're just watching us drive by, which is that was eerie because remember, like, yeah. remember, uh, Steven said, Why are the deer watching us leave? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I could just imagine. Ugh. Yeah, and we get back to the house and we're getting inside. Uh, I think Steven's sister or something was there and he was telling a story. Me and Matt were looking at the car to see if there was any scratches and we yelled, Stay, man, get out of here. And we noticed a very almost like someone had like a, a safety pin that thin of a, of a, uh, a scratch. From one end all the way to the other, scratching his car. And after that, yeah, they didn't come to the, the, the ranch anymore after that. Because the second time, this is, again, did, shit didn't happen to me. This is what was told to me. I think it was a senior year of high school. And Steven, mind you, I didn't have a car the whole entire time. So anytime my friends wanted me to go hang out with them, I was like, yeah, I can. Just give me a ride home or let me stay at your place until next day. Because I didn't know about that. It, I forgot what the reason was, but Steven had to drop me off at home. And it was at nighttime, which he didn't want to fucking oh do. Oh, my God. But he had, he had to because we, we stayed out, I guess, later than we had to. So he drops me off. <laughs> I remember as he dropped me, he's like, get the fucking car. I want to up and leave already. I was like, all right, dude. See you later. And he was driving. Now, the way, if you can imagine, the way my the road works to my ranch is you drive straight. You get on the highway. You make a right. And you drive straight down a dirt road, single lane dirt road that goes about I want to say 100 yards. And then it makes a perfect right turn, right angle turn. And you go down that for maybe 30, 40 yards. And then you make another left angle turn, goes into the opening area of my ranch. And then it's like a like a, a crossroads. You go left, you go to my grandparents, you go right, you go up to my place. And, and But in that area that's not in our fenced-in road area, because both sides are fenced-in, there's a giant open field. Say if you're driving towards the house, it'd be on your right. So as you're leaving, it's on your left. Giant open field, nothing but tall grass and woods, right? And it's opened enough that if the moon was shining on that night, you would see that whole field light up and see if anyone was there. That's important. Because when Stephen was leaving after dropping me off, and he was making that left angle turn, and then all he's now, the straightaway to the highway, he notices, not meaning to look, but just glances into the field. Oh no, don't look in the field sees a white figure standing in the field watching him. The same white figure I described to him when I was a kid. He he says I owed him money for his shocks because <laughs> he hauled ass down a dirt road. Mind you, you need to take this road easy because there's a lot of potholes yeah. and bumps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the best taken care of. We tried to repair it many times. But his car was not meant for off-road, let's say that, right? It was like a 80, 82 Lincoln. Yeah. It's a teenager car in a poor town, right? It's yeah. not, anyway. Paul's ass down the road, like hitting the bumps as hard as he can. He probably ruined his shocks, what he was saying. But as soon as he saw it, he freaked the, like, shot down. Cause he told, the next day I saw him at school, I think I said, he's telling me about it. And like, oh, I'm never going back there ever again. I don't give a shit. And you don't get a ride. You take it to somebody else. You don't get it from me. Like, I'll drop you after the day. I'm never going back. <laughs> but yeah, those are two encounters that happened to me. Now, another encounter that didn't happen to me. We'll get into shit that happened to me, but I won't talk about the ones that didn't happen. I made friends with an older guy at the time named Rob. He was, when I was a, a senior in high school, I wanted to be a pro wrestler and I wanted to start lifting weights. And there was a guy who went to our church who was a power lifter. He, he lifted weights and stuff like that. So he would train me and working out and stuff like that. And he strength training and bodybuilding and stuff like that. So that's how I became friends with him. And granted, I was, I think it was 18. He was like 30 something. So he kind of treated me like a uncle or like almost a dad figure sometimes we go work out late at night because he that's when he gets off work and we work out and i work after school and he would take me home and that's the way it worked for a guy by good until i think i worked for him in the summertime too 
uh, construction job and stuff like that. And he drops me off one night. And as he's leaving. So this happened to Rob. It's happened to Rob. Oh, my God. Right? And he says he is not 100% sure it was something. But the fact that as he drove, when he dropped me off another time and it was during the day, says he never saw that thing again, tells me it might have been. So he's not 100% sure. But when he dropped me off, he made it out of the ranch without seeing anything. But when you go turn the highway, right, as you're going back into town, you're driving down the highway road and a giant open field. It's a lot of open area, right? I guess it used to be, I might use for trees don't grow, but it's just tall grass. But there's a dip, like a, a creek used to be. And I remember this creek, because granted, it's probably dried up now. But when I was a kid, it was flowing enough that you could go swimming in it. And there's a basically when you go down, there's a dip. And when you go down the dip, you go up. And you make a left, a very angled turn left, and you go up, and it winds, and it keeps going up. That first left you take, there's a opening driveway to someone's place that goes up into the hills. We, we, I always heard stories that somebody lives like a mansion up there or something like that, but I was never 100% confirmed or not. It might be true. I don't know. That opening dirt area, right, when he said he made that first left, and he was turning, like going over the down into the creek ditch and coming back up and making a left, he noticed the white guy, the white figure, but it looked like he was hunched down on the ground. Like if someone was like, with like uh, squatting, like sitting, like sitting on their, uh, like not sitting on their ass, but like, you know, I guess like how uh, it's a bad example, but uh, like how some people can like sit, like standing up, like, like squatting essentially. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not like a squat. I guess I'm like, I like what Killian does. Yeah. Like I had little, little kids and they, they're, they're, they're basically like sitting on their on their on their their heels, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. sitting on their heels, and but their head was like scrunched down, and all he saw was a person's back, the white figure that I talked about, and it was facing like the opposite direction. So all he saw was this thing sitting like that, with its back turned to the highway, and Rob saw that mm. as he was driving out of there. And he said, "I thought it was a rock when he first glanced at it, but the second he looked at it again, he could see like." Like the back, like the spine, like the bones in the back. And I and I can confirm because I've met Rob before. He is one of those types of people that I feel like the paranormal. It would have to be like concrete evidence for him to believe it. And so for him to say like, "Hey, that was, uh, something weird happened," that's a lot. That's saying a lot. Amongst many chant times of hearing voices and uh, hearing knocks and stuff like that. The most prophetic things I remember happening to me was I used to work overnight. And I remember we moved, me and my brother moved out of our parents' place and moved into my grandfather's. I want, we called it a pink building because it was, it was color, it was painted pink first and then became like more teal color. And he repainted it. But it essentially was like a two story concrete solid apartment style building thing. That he built because I have 10 uncles and aunts. So he had 10 kids. And he had to build extra space for them, right? But granted, at the time I was a teenager, they were all grown, moved on, living in other states and stuff like that. have their own families and stuff. So all these rooms were left unavailable. So we made a deal with my grandpa. I said, hey, can we live up there? We'll pay rent and stuff like that. And are like, oh, yeah, it's fine. So I took a room and my brother took a room. And we stayed up there and we worked overnight and stuff like that. So kind of like we had our independence when we really didn't at the same time. Because we used to use our parents' kitchen for food and washing clothes and stuff like that. So, But one of the times I was sleeping up there. Granted, I would sleep at during the day and wake up at night. So that's what was my routine for like eight years. But one of the times I remember waking up late at night. Well, it was early morning for me, but late at night for everybody else. About nine o'clock or so. It's dark outside. 
And I'm having, I'm somewhere between awake and asleep. And I see a little girl, all black, like she's a shadow figure, right? But she's in detail. I can see the designs in her dress, a Victorian style dress with lace, but it was all black, like a shadow. And she's, she's hitting my nightstand with her fist, like, wake up, wake up. And then uh, I hear with a very low, evil tone, wake up. And slam, like, wake up. Right? It slammed my nightstand. That the instant woke me out of my, my, out of my sleep. And I woke up and I looked. That is, it's, it's scary in its own sense to have that kind of dream. But the scary part is that the bottles on my nightstand, like water bottles, were moving as if someone just hit the nightstand. Like almost like you hit something, they're rattling, they're moving. Yeah, then that's happened to me multiple times. Which I told my brother about because he was he was off the same day and I was and I walked into his room and I was like, I was like, I told him what the fuck happened. He's like, oh, you saw her too, and I was like, oh, what, what the? F- I saw her. What do you mean you saw her too? He's like, yeah, I saw her at the end of my bed. She was just staring at me one night because he said he was waking up in the middle of the, or I guess during it would be our day, but his night and our your night our day. And he said it was like maybe eleven o'clock or midnight, and he he opened his eyes and he thought someone was in the room. And he opened his eyes a little more, and he could see like a girl in a Victorian dress, and he blinked his eyes real hard, and she was gone. But he saw who I described. So when I say everything haunted that's ever happened to me in the extremity has happened there when I was young, I mean that. Now, the alien sighting, the alien sighting happened uh, between me and my friend John, who stayed with us in one of the other rooms that were up there. Talk about the most depressed person I've ever. He literally, <laughs> what, like he, I. I met this guy. He was a he, cool dude. <laughs> this guy never smiled. Like he was like, I hate to say it because who knows, maybe he really was depressed or sad, but like he was just, there was no expression, just like a sad look 24 seven. Yeah. Unless he, well, we never got any fucking sleep because we we're always damn tired and stuff like that. And you always saw us when we were just like get off work. We're like, we're tired. We don't give a shit. Just whatever. But, now, he lived with us for a little bit. What was cool is that me and him, all three of us, me and my brother and him, were in a band for, like, I don't know, eight months or so. We played together for a while. We never played a show with that band. We practiced many songs, but never got the show. He was a musician. That's how we became friends. We worked with him and stuff like that. And he said, hey, I got uh, you guys got a place where I can live. And we talked about talked to my grandpa about it, and he never charged him more rent than he, we charged him. But, you know, of course, he didn't get the family discount. But some of the nights that we we get off work early, he would sit on the porch and smoke a cigarette. And there was a porch upstairs. Because all our rooms were upstairs, right? And sitting on the porch upstairs, he had a perfect view into the open field. The same field that Stephen saw the white figure standing up. Because he had a perfect view of the tree lines and stuff like that. And we were just sitting there talking one time. Think about music or something. And he looks out and goes, what is that? And I look out and I see what he's looking at. And we see three lights, like in a row, moving in a straight line across the sky. Which I thought were like jet planes or something, which is a little far out for the Air Force to be out there. But that changed when those three lights moved into perfect triangle shape. Like they were in a straight line and they moved to a triangle shape within the same like flight pattern. Like within like one, two, three seconds they moved. Like I never seen anything move that fast, at least get into that pattern that quickly. And in the triangle shape, they they look like the lights get smaller, like they're going up and they disappear. There has been alien sighting. Now what are the other I I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. One of the weird alien sightings I've ever experiencing could have been alien, could have been ghosts. I'm not 100% sure. One of these nights I came home early. It was like maybe 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. 
getting off work early. And I was driving home. Imagine you, no street lamps. All you have is a night sky. You only get light out there other than your headlights if there's a full moon. That's it. Me driving, I keep noticing like a blue light behind me, which I, I assumed was the moon. But I was like, that's really low. And I look at my rearview mirror. It looked like a light orb was floating behind my car, but a good like 10 feet up in the air following me. And this is the time way before drones were even around for eight yeah, people to use. Yeah. This is a long time ago. And I was kept looking at my rearview mirror. I kept speeding up and it kept, kept pace with me until I made, I made a turn into a certain, I guess, opening area into another, like, how to describe it, archway. Basically, they said this, this, uh, roadway or whatever like that. It was really weird. And I went in there and then it just, it disappeared. It's not following. And, but yeah, that was one of the other alien sightings. But I remember you were telling me that you wanted me to tell these two specifically because it happened to, now, I told stories that happened to my friends, but I'm going to tell you now two particular stories that happened to my family. Three. Sorry, three different particular stories happened to my family. When my uncles when my uncles told me about the witch that lived in that house and stuff like that, I don't know if they're 100% lying or 100% telling the truth about what they were saying because Javier told me a story. He's my youngest uncle. I have two two uncles, but he was the youngest uncle. And he told me a story one time that happened to him when he was a kid. He had to be 12 or 13. And the room that he was his when he was young was the same room John stayed in, funny enough. It was a smaller room. But that room is the first, if you're walking up the stairs into the area where our bedrooms were, it'd be the first room on your right. So he had, right when you walk out the door, you instantly turn left, you're right going down the stairs. He said one night he woke up and he felt someone sitting on his chest. Now, in Mexican legends and lores, the bluja. The witch, right, had the ability, same as in Russian lore, the Baba Yaga, right, had the ability to turn into a chicken or a giant chicken, right? I don't know how that correlates, but it does. And he said he felt this weight sitting on his chest. And maybe he woke up and he saw, like, an old woman sitting on his chest like she was, like, just staring at him. And he shoved her off. And he, he thought something broke in. And he started to chase her, right? But what was strange is that when he got down the stairs, the chaser... What he saw running away, he only describes as a chicken, like a giant chicken, right? Like he said, like a ostrich sized, like chicken. And he didn't know because he was about to chase it. And he stopped because it wasn't a woman anymore. And it ran into the darkness, into the direction where this burnt house building, where we heard the witch cackle come. Now, was my uncle fucking with me? I don't know. But how everything correlates to that specific spot, I'm inclined to believe some of what he said. Right. But yeah, he's that's what he told me. Now, that area, that housing area, my house, this house where I stayed when I was when I was living up there, stuff like that. That's not the only areas that ranches ever got affected. My cousin Val, who lived about a hundred yards further if you're at my place, it'd be right in front of you, like right at the front door, you look straight hundred yards that way. Up a little further is where um Uncle Val, Uncle Mario lived with his family up there in that area. And it was kind of like you take a road to go all the way up there and you get there. Rally told me a story. Or I think it was Yolanda. I can't remember. My aunt. Anyway, she told me a story that one of the nights she woke up in the middle of the night because she felt like something was in the room with her. And she looked at the foot of her bed and she's an old she's an old woman crouched down, just her eyes and like her head peeking above the bed. And she stared at her for like a good like minute and a half. And she didn't move. She didn't change. She didn't blink. She was just there. And Valerie's head rationally thinking somebody broke in the house, someone's staring at me like that. What if it's a ghost? But that was kind of her background thought. She thought there was somebody's in the house. She didn't even ask it anything or even like try to say who it was. What she did is she threw her blanket on this thing, 
right? As she ran, she says as she was running out of the room, she looked, the blanket was on top of it, and it looked like someone was underneath it. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Screaming, crying, stuff like that. My Uncle Mario thought someone broke in the house, so he busts in the room, right, all ready to kick someone's ass, and all they see is a blanket on the floor. No windows open, no doors unlocked, everything was locked, everything was put up the same way. Yeah. The only way they can associate it is that she saw a ghost. And that was impactful for her because uh, my Uncle Mars never really talked about having hauntings in the area where he was. But that just tells me this. Three points, three housing, three three houses, essentially. Granted, my, my grandfather had a, had a trailer and that he rebuilt and built on and made it look like a full bone house. And he had that pink building next to it and stuff like that. But my dad's trailer, my Uncle Mars' trailer, and then that housing area with that where my grandparents lived, three points had paranormal experiences on their own. Now, you think after me leaving and being gone from ranch, which I've lived, not lived there for almost 12, 13 years now, you think with me gone, these experiences for anyone would stop. Aha, aha, ha, 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 I say. <laughs> my, I spoke to my dad recently as if last week, and we were talking about different things. And he said, uh, he asked me what I was up to. I talked about the investigations and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, mijo, let me tell you what happened to your brother. I'm not going to do my dad's accent the entire time. He said that my youngest brother, when he was living there, he's not living there right now. Uh, when he was living there, as of like, he said, maybe four or five months ago, six months ago. Uh, he forgot to tell me this, but he said that Elijah heard a demonic scream as Elijah described it. To him, which you can chalk up as him hearing or just him the one being like seeing that out of nowhere, right? But no, he was my brother wasn't the only one to hear it. My aunt, who lives now in the buildings where me and my brothers used to live, heard it too. Oh man, she heard it from the opposite end. So if you were pinpointing where this was coming from, it was coming from around the house that I grew up in because Elijah heard it aloud, but my my aunt heard it as well, coming from the ranch, or coming from our house area. My dad never heard it. And I can preference with saying, I know I've said it like a couple times, you know, episode, but Isaac, out of all his family, Isaac is the most probably into the paranormal. Everybody else is pretty much like, I've got to have some concrete evidence to see something. You know what I mean? So the fact that these people have experienced and like have said like yeah I experienced this it, it it's got to be some legitness to it it's not like made up because they wouldn't they I mean they have to have something concrete you know what I'm saying so anyways I just want to say that from like a oh technically I would be in like an insider's perspective but like from somebody that knows these people which the stories I've told. From the ranch to other people I've met and talked to, from other paranormal investigators, from other psychics, they all come with the same conclusion. Uh, they want to investigate that place. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, tough shit. Because I'm getting to it first. <laughs> uh, because that, when I, granted, I didn't have my ability I have now then. I did, my, Megan only ever came to the ranch twice. Oh, and I got a couple stories for that too. I could tell you psychic vibes from it. But you were there only a short time, and at that time, you weren't as strong as you are now. No, nowhere near. So, it's not like we could know what was going on or do anything about it, it's to the extent that we know now, anyway. Yeah. Hence why when we go back in October, it's going to be a whole other bulge. I know, like, when I went there, like, I didn't like it. Like, I, 
you could chop it up and like maybe i was just nervous being around isaac's family you know like meeting them for the first time i've only i think i was only ever there like five or six times yeah there was one time though that he was staying over at at my house and he was like hey i gotta go get some like a change of clothes can you do you want to go with me and i was like yeah but i didn't feel like going like getting out so i was like i'll just stay in the car yeah never stay in the car yeah don't stay in the car it's (laughs) not a pleasant feel like i almost feel like setting it up when we're there i guess for me to yeah, it wouldn't be you, but for me to stay in the car. One of the things that when we go there, I think I, at least I want to try is different experiments to kind of that co coincide with kind of how the stories went. The one time that I did go there and I was staying in the car, there was a feeling like I didn't actually see anything. I didn't experience like a full blown like paranormal experience. But I got an overwhelming feeling of just like, what did I do? Like, I was debating whether to stay in the car or go run to where you were. Like, I did not know. So literally, I hid under my jacket until you came back. And I, it was, it was a good like 10 minutes. So I was like terrified. I don't know what it is about the ranch. It gives me the same kind of vibes. It's, It's big balls to fill, but uh i think that's what it's saying if not then that sounds stupid big shoes oh. to fill. big balls to fill what the hell <laughs> oh okay big shoes to fill Megan's gonna die of laughter over here okay guys i've been up since three in the morning anyways big shoes to fill big shoes to in fill. comparison to what i think it's similar to skinwalker ranch i was gonna just about to say like i don't even think there's skinwalkers there though uh but i wouldn't be no, no, no. I wouldn't be... I, I didn't... Well, now that you bring that up, I think it's the last story I want to tell. Amongst the others, because we could take the next two hours just me telling everything that's ever happened, right? Oh, I haven't been to scratch the surface, but you brought up the whole idea of Skinwalker. Skinwalker Ranch is never known for ailing sightings, cattle mutilation. Granted, my, my grandfather had cattle, but like three cows. That was it. And he only had a hat later in his retirement and stuff like that, his age. I think I was... My twenties. I was living up in the pink house at the time. He started getting cows and stuff. Alien sightings, ghost sightings, stuff like that, hauntings, some other things. Now, one of the other things that we experienced was a possible crypto. And I say this because in my time of living there on that ranch, like I said, from elementary to I graduated high school, even a couple of years after, until I was twenty-five or twenty-six, we actually moved and moved here. We are where we're at now. Crazy shit, right? Look there. Never heard this kind of animal before. If it was an animal. One of the summers, I think I was 11. No, I was either I was either 13 or I was 9. Because a period of time where we were in Tanker. For a couple of years, we lived in California. But this is why we were there. We started hearing. It's like the sun setting down. It was that kind of time of day. We started hearing what sounded like screaming of an animal in dying in pain. Off in the distance. About a good mile away. It was so fucking loud. And I was asking my mom, what is that? She, oh, it's probably a wounded animal or something. It kept getting closer to the house. Minute by minute. And then within an hour of time, it was wherever it was, almost next to the house. So loud. I could see the glass vibrating on our window. To a point my mom yelled at my dad to go get rid of whatever that is. To me, what it sounded like, because it was so high pitch of a scream. I haven't heard like a wounded dog sound like that or a coyote or any other animal. You would have said it to me in my young little brain. 
like after watching Jurassic Park, it sounded like a pterodactyl, right? Like a dinosaur, like a high pitched screaming of a dinosaur, right? I remember my dad went out to his his truck or in his area around the garage area, assuming to get a gun. This is Texas, everybody's got one. And I remember I peeked, I went, I opened the back door where this thing was coming from, right? Because behind our house, the back door area, there was of course the fence line where we, our our trailer was maybe less than ten yards away from the fence line, and there was just woods. Right, woods that went off for about a good several acres or so, and I was looking to see if I could see what it was screaming out there in the woods. And all I remember see, looking out there and seeing nothing because it was about dark. And I hear bow, 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 bow in the direction where this thing was coming from. My dad had a, a I think he had a, a forty-four Magnum, and he was just firing all six rounds in the direction where it was. That scared me more than what was going on because it was out of nowhere, right? And all I hear, mind you, the door is open. I'm staring out in that direction. I don't see anything. I hear running away. This thing instantly stops screaming, and it runs away. I don't know if my dad hit it, or it just got scared because of the gunfire. But when it was running away, I never heard anything sound like this. It almost sounded like it had very long feet, because it was like a, a slap, rush, and then like a boom, slap. Like a heel, like a doom, slap, doom, slap. Like It was like running like that, like the, the heel hit. And then maybe one second later, you hear the, the foot hit, like the like the ball of the feet slap against the ground. Almost like a rabbit's foot. How rabbit's feet are really long, but imagine like a giant-sized version, right? Running on two legs. Doom slap, doom slap, doom slap, doom slap. Like it was really weird. Like I've never heard anything run like that before or sound like that running, running through the leaves. And then the next morning, me and my brother went out to see if we could see anything, right? Any footprints or blood or something. We were kids in the country. We had nothing else to do, all right? And we're poor. So we had like one video game system with like four games. We played through them already, all right? And really people were like, why would you go out there? We had nothing else to do. We were bored, all right? We went out there looking through the tree lines. And we saw a few scrape marks of where the dad's, my dad's bullets hit through the trees, like bullet holes and then where the bullets scraped against the trees. Didn't find any footprints, mind you. But we saw the path it ran because the leaves were torn up in that direction of where it was running. And it ran into the woods and made a turn left into the deeper part of the woods where it went up into the hill. And then we never heard that thing again. But yeah, it just kept getting louder and closer, louder and closer, louder and closer to it. was like right next to the house. And then it took my dad just firing six shots in the direction, wherever it was. He didn't care about hitting anybody because there's no one out there. No one lived in the area. So yeah. you could fire a bullet and it would never hit anybody. So that's, if you want another idea comparison to Skinwalker Ranch, the thing is, no one knows about this shit because no one ever reported it. None of, my, none of my family members, they ignore most of this. They grew up very Catholic, so their their disbelief into the paranormal was very high. Even though majority of the stuff I experienced myself, along with my brothers, I don't think my sister so much. Then again, she probably just ignored everything. Or that she never told me any stories. My dad experienced a couple of things. Other seeing seeing a shadow figure in the hallway of where my brother's rooms were in the, in the house, but he was in the house by himself. And he thought someone broke in. He just looked down the hallway, blinked really hard, and it was gone. But there was a shadow figure standing in the hallway. So my dad's even seen things. He chalks up to him dreaming or being, I don't know, Michal, I was barely awake. I don't know. Every person I do, my dad exactly how he sounds. Yeah. <laughs> but what I want to know now is that you were doing some research on the town that I grew up in. And some of the correlations to what might be behind why the ranch is haunted you found yeah. amongst other things that is in our town i guess just to give you guys just a little bit of history on blanco itself because obviously history plays up a, a part with the paranormal 
So kind of understanding that whole land. So like Isaac said, Blanco is a small, small town. Uh, it was founded in 1853 when a group of German settlers arrived in the area. And if you remember the Spring Branch episode, that was also mentioned. During the Civil War, Blanco was occupied by Confederate troops who used the town's courthouse, where we got married, as a hospital, which I did not know. Nor did I. The yeah. most famous thing about that courthouse is a scene from True Grit, the one with um, Jeff Bridges in it, uh, was filmed there. The courthouse scene was filmed in that courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. So after the war, the town slowly began to recover, and by the late 1800s, it was thriving. They did have the unarrival of a railroad uh, that boosted the town itself. Uh, some more people were making their way to Blanco versus before. And Blanco di- did have, like, throughout the years, some murders that occurred. Um, I don't think anywhere near your ranch, but there was a couple feuds between families, like the typical, like... And that's the thing to understand, too, is, like, a lot of that area is... Because I think right next to you, if I... The research that I did, I actually... I reached out to, I guess what you would call it, like, the archives, the county, mm-hmm. like, what the land is. And they have not reached back out to me yet, but I want to figure out, like, what exactly your land was used for or, like, what the history on the land was. There is a bunch of cattle ranches near your area. So, yeah, so there was local, apparently, deadly fuels between families in the ni- early 1900s. The, there was a railroad that kind of brought more residents in and then, like, the ranch areas and stuff like that also brought more people the thing that i found super interesting was the urban legends that kind of popped up i literally looked on facebook posts i literally looked on reddit forums i looked on different things to find some of these legends and like i said they're urban legends so which some i've never heard before yeah so one of the things that i in particular i was telling isaac i for whatever reason and i didn't even i didn't even know the story beforehand but i keep telling him about the blanco river because some of it actually isn't that at the beginning part of your ranch area doesn't that flow in the blanco river on the opposite side yeah and every time i would pass that i would get like just i don't know a weird vibe but apparently there's an urban legend of the called the Ghost of the Blanco River, which is apparently a young girl drowned in the Blanco River many years ago when her ghost still haunts the area. Some people claim to have seen her ghostly figure or heard her cries for help. So to go more in depth, the legend basically tells, like I said, the ghostly apparition of a young girl who drowned in the river many years ago. The The girl's ghost can be seen near the river and some people have reported her voice calling out for help the girl drowned in the river while trying to save her younger sibling who had fallen into the water despite her efforts she was unable to save her sibling or herself and both drowned the legend suggests that the girl's spirit remains near the river and some visitors to the area have reported seeing and hearing uh paranormal activity around that legend so that's the thing is like the blanco river is huge yeah so pinpointing where would be interesting and a lot of the th- a lot of the people they didn't didn't like that even told stories about it didn't really pinpoint like where they where they did but i find that interesting because i always like going into your ranch i would always 
pay attention to that river for whatever I would pay attention to a lot of things because I would just get a funky vibe but now what's interesting about getting to my ranch is that there's only two ways to, two roads that get to the area where I am other than probably off roads and somebody's ranch and stuff like that but which is it's almost strangely enough like an island there's only there's water on both sides entryways so you have to cross two different rivers in order to get to my ranch and the other side's all hill right not mountain hill pretty tall hills but still hills altogether so you, you don't have you have to have an offer a vehicle to even make it through so if there's a flood one bridge is covered with water you can't get past it and the other one is a low bridge oh yeah you're definitely getting past that so like, i remember one time it rained really bad in in blanco and both those roads were flooded. My brother was trapped at the house for like a week because he couldn't leave because the waters were that high. But that river, Blanker River, is the one that runs over the uh, the bridge. So another one. This is the one that I find most interesting. The Blanco Witch. So some locals claim that a witch once lived in the hills outside of Blanco and practiced dark magic. It is said that her ghost still haunts the area and that strange things happen to those who venture too close to her. That is what I meant by possibilities of why the area where I live is haunted. So could she possibly be the witch that lived in the house that burned down? Now, I once, I think in my 20s, wanted to go see what was there, right? The building was still there. I and It was during the day. And I remember I jumped over the fence and I made my way over there. Just see what it was. And the building that was burned down looks like an old school building. Like it used to be an old school building. The thing is, though, the way it was built is very long, one story, right? It's still there. Windows on the I don't know if it's still there or not. It probably got demolished because people now bought that area of land where it is. And apparently, they just got rid of it. It's an old, dilapidated piece of uh, buildings. It ain't worth anything. It was burned up when I saw it. But the fact that I say school buildings had windows all along the sides of the, the building, like a school building, right? But it had open door. So could it have been someone's house? Could it have been something else? But it was too modernized, like maybe the 50, to be something that was made a long time ago. Now, I didn't ever get what year the Blanco Witch was from, but I wouldn't put it past it. She might have lived somewhere near where my grandfather bought the property land where now my father lives. Yeah, and that's why, like, I... Was... It's, a, it's a good, it's a possible theorized explanation of why, but until, like, until you say we investigate, we're never going to know 100%. Yeah, those were the main legends that were talked about, of course. Um, there's some places outside of Blanco, like the Devil's uh, Backbone, which we've talked about before on the Spring Branch. That's actually between Spring Branch and Blanco, and Blanco count, or Courthouse apparently got some funky stuff going on at first i wonder if we could get in courthouse well you could rent it i mean (laughs) yeah we actually got married there i didn't experience anything crazy though well you were more focused on uh, i mean yeah a wedding versus anything paranormal yeah but it's a it's a very beautiful building we did though experience uh well i did i've never i've never seen that and that i'm not a fan of porcelain dolls my grandma actually collects them we actually have like seven or eight behind us right now <laughs> but with isaac's ability i don't get like freaked out because he his hands would charge um and i think there was one that charged your hand but it wasn't like anything crazy but we were in one of the antique stores because my my parents love antiquing for whatever reason they're like they're like i don't know they they like hikes 
They like like being outdoors and then they like antiques. Anyways, so we went into this antique store and I don't like antique stores to begin with because it's like an overwhelming just headache is what I, I get from it. It's just so much energy. Plus, you know, like obviously us just as humans, we get attached to items. So there's energy regardless. Anyways, so there was this doll I passed and I kept looking at it. I was like, the freak this doll is like, I don't know, because I knew I had abilities, but like I wasn't really focused on it. And so I was like, oh, okay, this doll, whatever. And so I touched it and then I just left it alone and it moved. I, I turned around and it was in a different direction. I was like, nah, no way, no way. And so I called you over and I was like, Isaac, look at this doll. So we were like, you were like, eh, whatever, it's not, whatever. And so we looked away and it moved position again. No, we're right there. There's no way for it to like shift position. It was propped up on the shelf. And then I remember we were looking at it and the leg of the doll started swinging. No fans, no nothing. It was just swinging. Now, that antique store is around, it's in the square around the courthouse. This is a perfect strip mall, but it's like small town strip mall. So it's like that, like a, I think a dental place, insurance place, a restaurant and that antique shop. So it's, it's around the area with the courthouse. So granted, if that courthouse was used as a hospital, not everyone and their dog can fit in there. So I'm granted they probably had some triage out buildings out surrounding the courthouse where someone could have died yeah. in that area. And I think it's important to also note that like, especially spring branch on, like, that whole area was very heavy with a bunch of wars over over time. Mexican-American of... War, Revolutionary War, yeah. Civil War. Yeah. Um, And then you also have, you know, the pushing of Native American tribes. And in, in Spring Branch in particular, like, they had a lot of ceremonial areas in that area. A lot of that stuff got desecrated and moved out and they got pushed away. So I'm sure Blanco at some point their land has seen and that's why I, I was i've been trying to get a hold of the archive people because i'm curious to know what that land what because i know like over here they can actually trace the land back all the way to the 1700s so we can actually like find out i mean you have to go search the archives but hopefully they message back because i definitely want to put more of that into the episode but like when we actually do the halloween episode but i think when we do the halloween episode i was talking to isaac about this and it's kind of up in the air. We have to actually go back and feel everything out. But one of the things I told him that I wanted to do in particular was because we talked about like the actual episode won't be out till Halloween, like the actual YouTube video. And we'll probably do a follow up kind of like podcast episode, like a huge haunted update. Um, but we're going to do a live while we're there. And... I told him that I, you know, want one basically live to follow us around, but I want another live, whether it's on Shadow Walker or Hidden in the Shadows, of the phone being left, I guess maybe even at the open field, like pointed towards the open field and just left there. So you guys would be like, we wouldn't even be around like for walking around another part of the property. We basically leave. Do we get a bunch of messages? Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. I've been getting that. I've gotten it in a dream and I've gotten it in multiple visions. So for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm getting told to do that. So 
that's one thing. And like I said, probably trying to not lure things out. I just remembered. Yeah. This is a ghost story from inside Blinko, from some of the experience. Remember what I saw in Rob? This happened to Rob. Oh, All right. okay. Another thing happened to him. Because I remember some of the stuff that happened to Ranch, and he told me he's the one time, the only time he ever saw a ghost. Like, clearly, right? He shared uh, a backyard with his neighbor. So, the back of his house and the back of his neighbor that was across from him, like the other side of the street, they shared a backyard together. So, butt to butt, essentially, they shared in the yard in the middle. And there was a tree, and there was a picnic table underneath the tree that he knew the family, uh, he knew the, the people who lived there, the couple, that they would go out and smoke and stuff like that. So one night he got home late, 11 o'clock at night, and he was taking the tools out of his truck and he was putting it in his shed in the back. And he noticed somebody sitting in a white shirt sitting at the table. And he calls out to the guy's name. I don't remember the guy's name. I think it's Pete or something. He's like, hey, Pete, what are you doing out here this late? You're never out here this late, right? He remember seeing that. And you see that white shirt just like mist away, like it evaporates. And he looks at it and goes, and he says, freaking, he runs inside. He runs inside. Okay. He put his tools up real quick and got inside the house. He's like, what the hell? And because he, he's like he he clearly saw someone sitting there enough that thought he thought it was his neighbor just sitting out there. But it was like it was late. It's like you never out there this late. What are you doing this late? And mm. Like dissipate. <laughs> yeah. So Blanco, yeah. other than what's happened in my ranch. Yeah, I bet you we can. I bet you we can go to, to investigate. We're better off just investigating around the building. I'm sure you could probably stay in the square, right? Yeah, there's no reason why you wouldn't be in the square. He makes fun of me because I always get nervous. Like, oh my god, is cops gonna get called on us every time? We, no, like, I just say my last name. They're gonna be like, oh, you're Felix's son or Gustavo's son or yeah, you know, like that. So yeah, I don't know. My family last name holds merit in that town. Yeah. So, but the ranch is definitely gonna be. We should have some really good equipment by then. So. So look forward to that in October. I know it's far away, but we'll it's keep come, promoting it the yeah, time we get close to going. It's probably gonna come quicker than. We anticipate so. But I think that wraps us up. Next week is my idea, which I've heard on several different podcasts talking about it. And now at the rise of current technologies, it makes sense to kind of talk about it. Not saying it hasn't been talked about before, but it's becoming more of a prominent thing during these days, especially this year. I want to talk uh, next week about AI, right? Artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence, stuff like that, because right now it's being used a lot by different people. And we're using it right now for information uh, for someone to research stuff for us and stuff like that, or even write our papers for us. And this is just the beginning stages of what AI can do for us. There's so much more that it has potential of doing. But a question that was asked, and I'll give the answer in the episode next week. Can AI, at this full integrated technology in its existence, can AI have a soul? And that's a question most people ask. Like, what do these, if an AI gains a personal intelligence to have its own personality, its own mindset, its own conscious thinking, does it have a soul? They got me thinking. We'll talk about that next week. But as always, guys, uh, you can catch our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shadows 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Shadows Pod 2. Oh. What is it? Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2. Hidden the Shadows Podcast 2 on TikTok. Our links to all our social media and always you can listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yeah.